Welcome to my podcast. Here comes the OZ Taiwanese. Today's topic: Immigration, a way to automate success and property. Thank you for all the RDM from the first episode. Yeah, all the feedback is really, really good. That I just realized that when I'm recording my voice to wear the microphones, it sounds very weird and like a awkwardly polite. Yes. So some people are talking about like feedback with me. Say, Lloyd, when I chat with you. Having a conversation with you, you never speak English. Like formal and a little bit creepy like that. So can you please speak a、uh, more lively to wear microphones? And yes, I have to confess that even after um like a decade, ten years with uh Facebook web. Can videos? I I used to record video. It's kind of like a recording of my life with to、uh, share with my life with to my friend. However, it probably my very first time to have a microphones in front of me, and I have a certain topic to follow by and to like talk about with. So yeah, I think now I feel more confident to speak my word like this way now. Yeah right. As I Taiwanese, uh, here, you you may ever hear that the Asian parenting behavior. So if you are English audience, you may know we always have to receive all those emotional black like emotional blackmailing from our parent. So, uh, it's kind of like, uh interesting things uh interesting things because when I um. Like like intro, I say. I try to share some kind of Australian life with you, but I was thinking about what kind of topic should I go through would amaze you. That as a Asian in Australia, what kind of life we gonna have? So that is all of a sudden. My mom, um, I will call him uh Mister Liao. Oh, mama, Miss Liao. And she just have a conversation with me, and it's pretty Asian parenting, ah,、uh, pretty Asian parenting style. It's called Awe. Awe is my family nickname. Um, have you finished the immigration to the Australia as a a PR a permanent a permanent residence? Um. If if so, can we travel to Australia to visit you and stay at your place? Have you purchased a house? Have you get a car, a good car? Have you seen a local girl and have some relationship there? Wow, that is out of sudden. I feel myself so intimidated. We are by my. By my mom, literally is a biological biological mom. So you may feel like, what the heck? What happened to your mom, Lloyd? Yes, so that brings up the reason why this podcast all of a sudden have a um special edition with the third language option, ah,、uh, which is a Taiwanese dialect. I recall this. Basically, I recall this. Is am for my parent. I want let them know, um, all the situation, all the circumstances I'm under, in 
like in Australia. So that brings up like that <laughs> brings up this topic as well. But uh, I definitely sure in it won't be like a good for my parent. It 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 definitely good for my parent to understanding how the kids like a life's condition in Australia. Definitely, how um the uh, the other surprise things is. It may amaze you that how big different in between Taiwan and Australia, especially in hospitality industry. Let's start from the very basic question, money. Yeah, as Taiwanese or all the other Asian, um, you may ask about ah、uh, how much money you can earn from your job, the current job shaft. So. It will start from level of system. So, um, as a Taiwanese people here, I do have to say my country Taiwan does not very well in level of system, especially is especially the basic salary. Um, if we talking about comparison, I probably need to change the currency. So from Taiwanese dollars to Australian. Dollars, I probably would earn six to eight bucks per hour as a chef if I work as a part time. Because if you're talking about full time, because the、uh, salary structure and the way we receive salary in Taiwan is a bit different from Australia. In Australia, it's common sense to receive your salary. Ah,、uh, weekly. If you are um pay by hour, used to receive the salary weekly, or you receive your salary like a set one, you will ah、uh, receive it as a fortnightly or monthly. So if my job currently, if using my job as an example, ah,、uh, roughly one month in Australia would. Almost equal the same as two to three months in Taiwan. So now you see the big different things. Yes, I do. I do acknowledge that working in Australia hospitality does make more money. If I wanna work as like work the same job in Taiwan in Australia, so yeah, part of the reason why I choose Australia is is this. However, um,、uh, it also can be break down to um annual leave, sick leave, or any personal leave. So, um, in Taiwan, we we actually doesn't have a a a annual leave list concept. Yes, I have to say we do have similar con、uh, similar things to this, but it won't be that easy to take annual leave. But If you are Australian audience, you may know this. If you wanna take an olive, all you need to do is talk to your boss, arrange it. That's it. That 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 probably the the way to take the an olive. Um, by law, your boss may or may not reject until like you. There there is a certain circumstances we we need to consider that. Life or hospitality industry, you may not easy to get annual leave or long holidays during Christmas time or school holiday. They probably common sense, but in Taiwan, yes, we also 
we 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 do have some kind of popular holidays. However, in Taiwan, annual leave, ah, not a common. Summer sick leave. So, if you are the people who from outside of the Australia, not Australia people, you may, um, may under different labor law system structure. So yeah, the other reason why I love Australia and I, I do embrace this culture is sick leave. Cause if you have any uh disabled troubles, yeah, whatever, get cold, feel not really great to work, you are all free and able to claim to phone call with your boss or even text your boss say, I'm not good to work today. I feel a bit sick. I wanna have a one day off. In Australia, you are able to do this, but. It is a little bit like a dodgy conflict, cause in hospitality we just have the other cultural things we call tech city, and mm, it bring out like a pros and cons. Pros is people who who say okay, she or he is uncomfortable, so so yeah, we we. Take it, no trouble. But Crohn's is, people may thinking about, oh my god, again, sick leave again. Yeah, and then the third one I need to pull out is the tax section, especially tax law detriment. In Taiwan, we does have to um, uh pay tax, but the way we pay tax is we pay it at once, among May to June. We we start paying tax for whole year, whole financial year. It's unabout Australia. So in Taiwan, we need to pay the tax at the end of the financial year. But in Australia, is we we are able to claim back the tax as a tax law detriment at the beginning of the financial year to claim back the previous financial year's tax. So in in Australia, we pay our tax along with our salary. So once we receive salary, uh, all the information showing up from um showing up uh on payslip how much ta- uh, how many tax I pay to the government by this this salary. So it's probably a big difference for people who never ever work in Australia. So uh, it it sounds like everything's so good to work in Australia, especially you can get more money and you are free to have annual leave. Um, you are free to have sick leave, and you also can claim back the tax every years. It sounds like you easy to get the money. However, is that really okay? So, as a Taiwanese or Asian in Australia, I do have to reveal some truths for you. Especially the first thing, like a chef, the cultural differences, especially in food. Um, in Taiwan, we are very easy to assess food, um, and it's very cheap actually. It's it 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 not just only relevantly cheaper. It's like different cheap, cause like like I say, I change the currency. So in Taiwan. I, 
used to have a bowl of soup noodle or bowl of rice with veggie proteins. It it won't cost me over four bucks. Maximum five bucks is really a lot. Is if over five bucks, it means I go further. I go something like a fancy restaurant or I catch up with friend in some like a uh like a a themed restaurant or any specific uh cuisine style we go for. Therefore, each meal with over five and and different for sure. In Taiwan, we also have those luxury. Or expensive food, yes, we we do. But if we talking about the daily life, daily consumption, uh, consumption, food in Taiwan is really cheaper. Whereas, yeah, as everybody know in Australia, if you want in out, even like basic, you roughly spend like ten to fifteen, this range to get one meal. Okay, so the other thing, um, followed by the food is the leisure, leisure activity. In Taiwan, we do have a lot of shopping mall, which, um, which Australia also have some shopping mall, DFO or uh, shopping center. Um, uh, but down to break into more detail, in Taiwan we also have very massive night market, not very massive night market culture, which is very rare in Australia. We uh in Australia. Uh, does have some like carnivals, or um, uh Sunday market, or um, or like Melbourne Victoria market. Uh, if I didn't remember the one date, it would be the Wednesday night. Is a uh night market, so that would probably the similar. Th- it would be like a a little bit similar thing close to Taiwan, but in Taiwan, yeah, I have to say in Taiwan, leisure activity is more vibrant, is more variety, and next one after the cultural differences, and if we talking about more conflict things, is the bullying or discrimination. In 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 Taiwan, um, as a uh. Cause I I I am a Taiwanese, and as a men, majority community people, I don't really seeing through the bullying, the harassment. However, is after I travel in Australia and look back to the Taiwan, I just realized we Taiwanese people does have that kind of bullying, discrimination behavior toward the Southeast Asian. So they makes me thinking about this. When I take back to the Australia, um, I do receive some kind of like a verbal, linguals or cultural, and not to mention about as a chef this job, if if you are a chef as well, we may at the same page. Chef is kind of like a job, always have the triple discrimination. We have hierarchy discrimination. We have age discrimination. We have ageisms. We have also genderism as well. Um. So from hierarchy, uh, as everybody know in kitchen, they have the head chef, sous chef, uh, chef de cuisine, chef de party, demi, commis, and kitchen steward. Like at each. Uh, each title of the career, uh, uh, employment. It also means the 
uh, priority and infinities in managing uh, management. So it's very common sense. Yes, I have to say common sense. You may or I should say you should not. Not may you should not obey or argue with your priority. Yeah, that is kitchen's hierarchies, bullying, discrimination, whatever. So they bring out to the genderism, ageism. So in in kitchen, it's very hard to see a relevantly young people receive a higher position, because people will always say, "Oh, you have no experience because you're young, so you have no experience." That is the things I think most of the Asians serve this bullying, this discrimination a lot. Cause as an Asian, our facial appearance is relatively younger, and people may or may not take it seriously. Cause even we already thirty something, we already have a a bunch of work experience, but we 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 still cannot consume or we still cannot let people thinking about we are reliable at the very beginning. And then same as the other one is the genderism. Uh, for me, I always wanna know. Uh, I always wanna let my kitchen staff say there's no gender in the kitchen. I don't want to, like. Treat you like due to your girl, so I, I don't really trust you. I I don't wanted to allocate any job, any heavy duty, heavy task job to you. I treat everyone as equals, and but however, um, I know some kitchen they may reject the girls, maybe the personality maybe. The interaction and so on. So girls, it become not a really men streaming in this industry. They they should be. I think I I really have to rebel, but yes, it's kind of like a dirty ugly shift truths. Okay, the third one is, um, the COVID nineteen. I have to say the COVID nineteen things make me thinking about. Either or not, it's necessary to stay in Australia now, cause like my country Taiwan is the first country to reveal to notice COVID nineteen even before COVID nineteen was called as COVID nineteen was calling Wuhan Fei-Yen. At the end of the twenty nineteen, we ra- uh, we raised up the awareness to these matters. Um, in Taiwan, I see how my countries. Allocate all those medical resources and same as the vaccination, but when I in Australia, I didn't see the same like a relevantly effort or equivalent effort in this. Not to mention about it's not. Uh, when I start to know my Taiwanese friend receiving all the vaccinations, and when I take. Back to Australia and just realize, as a、uh, temporary visa holder, Asian here, I'm very hardly to get my vaccine done. It's like roughly after half year, after I know most of my 
uh, Australian friends already received their vaccination, either first dose or second dose. I start to get the chance to receive my vaccination. So that is kind of like a soft, like a soft discrimination in between uh, temporary visa holder, permanent residence or citizenship. It's kind of thing made me think about mm, is worth it or no. So it brings up a question is then why you keep staying in Australia, Lloyd? Why not just go back to your country? Yes, I have to say this. Somehow I do feel frustrated. I do feel disappointed about Australia life. However, staying in Australia is kind of like a figure out what would be the possibility out there. And also it's part of my dream job to become a chef. Because when I'm in Taiwan, I didn't see any opportunity to become a chef easier. Because in Taiwan, to work as a chef, you may have to go through a very tough apprenticeship section. And not to mention about the social viewing um, chef, this job in Taiwan is not really equal to the same in Australia. And and like I say, the salary uh, is totally different and much lower. And the other more important things is, that is a, a quote always in my mind, I always take it very, very deep. There is no pills for regret. I just take this sentence so, so deep. I don't really want to go back to Taiwan and have some moment after a, a long day working and I start thinking about whether or not. I work a little bit further, therefore, I can stay in Australia. They probably the main concept that I, yes, I want to keep working it out to get my PR and citizenship here. Because I just want to see the different things. Like after seeing all the pros and cons in Australia, would I stop any people from Taiwan try to immigrate into Australia? The answer is no, definitely no. Cause the the really big reason why, cause life could be more vibrant, life could be more wider to explore, to expand, to figure out what is the possibility there. So I would still give a very encouragement, say, don't be afraid, go for it. However, I need to get a really however. Staying in Australia is totally different from Taiwan. As I say, it does like a, make people disappointed, make people a little bit mad or any other negative emotion. But that's life. That's all the topic we need to go through, isn't it? So after all, if you want me really get a score of my Australian life so far, it would be like a 6 or 7 out of 10. I do serve from those burden. I do 
serve from those struggling, either a relationship with my workplace colleague, colleague from workplace, either uh, English ability to express myself to where those native English speaker. Yes, but all this is all my like life experience. I never thought I gonna have, but it do make my life more prosperous, make my life feel far more different from my friend who stay in Taiwan. But again, it's un about who have a superiority or who have like a inferiority. It's just based on different people's feeling. Well, different people's choose. Like I choose to explore myself's life in Australia, and some people choose to figure out what kind of the opportunity he can have in Taiwan. So, after all, I would say, come to Australia, perfect nice. You will see a different page of your life. Stay in Taiwan, also perfect nice. You will know by the different age, you will see the different community and different uh, life things toward you. So yeah, that is today's episode. So if you have any question, any feedback, or any topic you want to go through with me, don't be shy, don't be feel awkward. Leave a comment to me on each platform, or just text me through my personal Instagram. I'm really okay and open to this. So see you next episode. Bye. I forgot to explain the special edition, the name of the special edition, the Taiwanese dialect one. Why the name is so long? Actually, it's modified from a one local, a、uh, Taiwanese local singer. Her name is called Jiang Hui, and the song, the original name of the song is called Luo Ho Xiang, which is Song of the Raining. It's kind of like a songwriting down. Uh, aim for those kids, childrens to go back home promptly before their parents going die. Take care of their parent more actively, not just only um always say, oh, I gonna make my life successful. Therefore, I will take care of you. So that is a、uh, part of a small story about this special editions.